to the Real Estate Scripts Podcast, the show that helps you know what to say when you're talking to buyers and sellers so that you can close more deals and earn more money. I'm Darren Tunstall, a real estate professional, coach, and number one best-selling author. Let's get into this. All right, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. Today, we are reviewing the script titled Explaining Contingencies and Establishing Confidence. As a reminder, the purpose of scripts and dialogues is to come, learn, practice, and be prepared to fail forward. This is where we make mistakes and help each other out, but we're mostly interested in seeing how we can get better. First, we read through the script word for word, and then we go back and put it into our own natural tone, style, and phrasing. You won't know what to say until you go through the script. So with that said, many people will say, that's not how I sound, and I totally get it. That's not how you sound. But that is the reason why we practice every day so that the script becomes you and in your own voice. So read it word for word first, then go back and put it into your own natural tone, style, and phrasing, and I think it'll work out. All right. So we are still on buyers, offers, and negotiations, explaining contingencies and establishing confidence. So set the stage. The buyer found the house they like. Now you talk to them about making an offer. You share with them what is going to happen next and what you're going to do to help them make a strong offer. Requirements are that you have to have a buyer's representation, have to have that in place, and then identify a home that the buyer wants to make an offer on. The intention is to explain contingencies while establishing trust and confidence in you so that when they make an offer on the home they like, it will be a strong and fair offer they can live with. So are you guys ready to tackle this and see where it goes? Mm-hmm. Kevin, you go first or you want me to go first? I'll go first. Okay, go for it. Miss Emily, now that we have found a house that you like, it's time to make an offer. I will prepare a comparable market analysis, a CMA. A CMA represents the value of a specific property by analyzing similar homes that have recently sold in the area. This allows you to make an educated offer so that you are confident in your offer. Now, let's talk about contingencies. A contingency is a term for unexpected events or conditions. This means that an offer happens only if certain requirements are met. So contingencies are designed to protect you in the event that conditions are not met. The most common are are home inspections appraisals, and financing contingencies. We will put these into the contract as as a standard of practice. Some people choose to waive contingencies, and and my recommendation is to do not waive them or sign off on, on contingencies unless you have done your due diligence. If a contingency is not met, then you have a right to cancel the contract. Does all of that make sense? Yes, I I, I think so. Yeah. So if I don't, if the something's wrong with the house, I don't have to keep going. Right. Correct. Lastly, I want you to know 
my position as a professional real estate agent. I represent you and for you. This is an emotional purchase. You're thinking about where you want to live, raising a family and affordability. There is a lot of excitement, fear, doubt, relief, and sometimes a little anger and resistance. I'm here to help you think logically through the purchase. I'm not attached to any home, to any home we look at together. For example, if you say after the inspection, you want out of the contract and want to start looking at other homes, then that's okay. I'm happy to make the call to the listing agent and let them know that we're withdrawing. More importantly, when you do want to move forward, just know that I am going to do everything in my power and professionalism to help you make a fair offer, <clears throat> both your financial needs and emotional needs. And that's how I will serve you as your real estate expert and business professional. Do you have any questions for me? What does that mean about the appraisal? You said the most common contingency are appraisals. Does that mean if the home doesn't appraise at the price I offer that it's I can't buy it? That means that it has to it just has to get appraised. That's all that means. If there is a, a appraisal contingency, then the appraisal is due in order for you know the deal to close. And the appraisal is used for other stuff as well. It basically means you have to we have to get the appraisal done. Okay, awesome. Thanks. All right. Yeah, I think I want to I think I want to do it. What do you think I should offer? Well, we want to come at it. We want to come at it strong and we want to have a fair offer. So, if this house appraises at let's say 500k, then I think we should um well, first we got to figure out what kind of terms we want. So is there any um is there anything specific that I should know so we can kind of build this offer? No, I don't think so. I mean, you've been talking to my lender, so you know I can I can afford it for what they're asking. I just think they're asking a little bit too much. All right. Well, um we Kevin, can start if, off Kevin, Kevin, if I if if I may go back to the very first paragraph, what does that say there? The second sentence, I will prepare. I will prepare a comparable market analysis. Right. A CMA estimates the value of a specific property by analyzing similar homes that have recently sold in the area. This allows you to make an educated offer so that you are confident in your offer. So the question is, Kevin, how much should we offer? You know, you haven't prepared that as of yet. So we need to create a CMA see what other homes are selling for in that area, get confident with it, share it with the buyer, and then allow them to make an educated decision based on the information <laughs> that they have in front of her. So say that again in in your own words. Okay, um... so, so Emily, ask the question again. So I think they're asking too much. What do you think I should offer? Well, first we have to compare, we have to create a, a CMA in order to kind of figure out what price is reasonable 
and that's what I will do tonight, and then I'll get back up with you to determine a good price to offer. Okay, that makes sense. So I have to look at homes that have sold in the neighborhood before I decide what I'm going to offer? Well, you can look around if you want. No, I, I mean at the, at the report you prepared. I should look at those prices of the homes that sold before I decide what I want to offer? No, we're, we're going to use those homes in the area to find a median price range. Like, okay. Uh, in order to to find like the a good value for this particular house. Okay, that makes sense. Do you have any more questions? I don't think so. That sounds good. The only thing that I would add to that last part, Kevin, is making an offer sometimes there's a little bit more of an, an, an immediacy. I wouldn't wait till the end of the night. I would probably, not even probably, I would tell the client, I'll pull that immediately. I'll get it over to you as soon as possible. That way, if you like what you see, you can choose what you want to make an offer at. We can write that offer and get it in by today versus waiting to the end of tonight. Because if you wait, if you wait till the end of the day, then they probably won't be able to see or review the offer or might even not receive it depending on how they time blocked their schedule, but um, might even receive it until the following morning. And by that time they could have received, you know, two or three more offers. So my only suggestion is say, you know, I'll get this over to you today. Uh, and if you like what you see, we can write up an offer, get it over to get, get it in by tonight. And that's also communicating with the listing agent. When are you reviewing offers, you know, to, to determine how quick you need to get that in because it might be a couple of days away where they want to look at all the offers or they might take first and best, you know? You know, that's a really good point. Uh, and before you even do the CMA or you might even want to do them simultaneously, you can still pull the CMA because what's sold on the market is what's sold on the market. I mean, there's no there's no discrepancies on that. I mean, the MLS is going to put out exactly what's happened. But calling the listing agent is absolutely critical to have the conversation. Hey, we're going to be making an offer. Just wanted to reach out, let you know to expect that. Uh, just out of curiosity, we're writing this offer to get accepted. In your opinion, what is going? What? How should we write this offer uh, so that we don't have this back and forth? What is your What is your suggestions on that? They're not going to tell you like specifics about you know what they got or what they you know like what we talked about yesterday developing agencies or creating agency. They're not going to say, well, this is what we've gotten so far, or this is the lowest price that the seller is going to say. But you can ask questions and and explain to them like, look, I, I you know I really want to get this accepted, and I really don't want to go back and forth, back and forth countering. So. If you have ideas on how we can structure this offer to either eliminate or reduce the amount of that, I would really like to know from their, from your perspective, talking to the listing agent. Make sense? Makes sense. Yeah. Awesome. That would like clear up any, like any extra uh, conversation, I guess. Yeah. Because I don't know when you're, when you're talking to them, it's like, yeah, I've received this many offers. You better get your offer in today because we already have like 20 offers. Or like when I bought this place, 
the guy's like, I've had 30 people look at it and none of them has made an offer. So that's 30 rejections. So if you put in an offer, you're the only offer basically is what he's saying. It, it just depends on what's going on in the market. Is it crazy? And there's a lot of competition or like now it's slowed down. Homes are staying longer. People can't afford as much. So it just depends. But if you have that open communication with them, if they are willing to participate in that anyway, because not all agents are, I think that's that's your best bet is reaching out to them and say, hey, I have a really interested client, you know, kind of bait them a little bit so they open that line of communication. And this is a perfect opportunity to practice, you know, the magic words. Mm-hmm. Uh, how would you feel if we did this or, and I'm having, and I, and I have them in front of me, but um, when would be a good time to whatever, submit this offer, or I'm guessing you haven't gotten around to reviewing offers just yet. And then whatever it is that you want to say, you know? Um, so I bet, you know, you can even, you know, stroke their ego a little bit. Hey, I bet you're a little bit but like me, pretty busy, <laughs> And things like that, but uh, just want to let you know that I'm on your side. I'm going to work, you know, with you and uh, and do what we can to make this a nice, clean offer and do it with flow and clarity. So, <laughs> the magic words can be incorporated into into that conversation as well. So, True. all right, <clears throat> all right. So let's flip this script and let's have Emily do it. And Kevin, now you're the um, now you're the buyer. All right. Hi, Kevin. Um, this is exciting that we finally found a house that you like. Um, I know it's it's been a while, but I know, right? It's been a while. Yeah. So, you know, we've looked at a lot of homes. Um, so now that you've found the perfect one, it's time to make an offer. So what I'm gonna do, um, I'm gonna prepare a comparative market analysis, a CMA. This will show you what's been going on in the immediate market to where the home is that, you know, the neighborhood that you're looking at. So you can kind of see what things have sold for recently um, and allow you to make an educated offer, like determine what you want to offer. And by looking at the homes that have sold around you, you can kind of gauge that. So you're confident in what you're offering the seller. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Yeah. Okay. So now let's talk about contingencies. Contingency is a term for unexpected events or conditions. This means that an offer happens only if certain requirements are met. Contingencies are designed to protect you in the event that the conditions are not met. The most common are home inspections, appraisals, and financing. We put these into the contract as standards of practice. Some people choose to waive contingencies, and my recommendation is do not waive them or sign off on contingencies unless you have done your due diligence. If a contingency is not met, then you have a right to cancel the contract and you're not stuck in something that you're you're regretting. Lastly, I want you to know that my prof- position as a professional real estate agent, I represent you, and for you, this is an emotional purchase. You're thinking about where you want to live and affordability, and there's a lot of excitement, fear, doubt, relief, and sometimes a little anger and resistance. 
And I'm here to help you kind of think logically through the purchase because I'm not attached to any home we look at at all together. So for example, if you say after the inspection, you want out of a contract and want to start looking at other homes, then that's okay. This is one of the biggest life decisions that you're going to make. So I'm happy to make the call to the listing agent to let them know that we're withdrawing the offer. <clears throat> More importantly, when you do want to move forward, just know that I'm going to do everything in my power and professionalism to help you make a fair offer that fits both your financial needs and emotional needs. And that's how I'll serve you as your real estate expert and business professional. Do you have any questions that I can answer right now? What's a contingency waiver? Wouldn't it kind of make sense to to waive it so we can make the deal faster? You can, yeah, and a lot of people do that, but I don't recommend doing that in case there's something that you run into in the house. You know, say if you waive the home inspection and then you buy the house and you move in and, you know, something's wrong with it, like the plumbing or the electrical or something, you need to know ahead of time what you're buying. Everything is sold as is. Or if you're waiving contingencies, it's kind of like a buyer beware situation. It's just worth it to me for you to get what you pay for. And if you're paying for something and then you have to dump a bunch of money into it after you buy it because you didn't get a home inspection, then I'm not doing right by you. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. So it's kind of protecting you and the money that you're about to spend. Like I said, this is the biggest purchase that you're going to make, you know, buying a home, this home or a future home. So you need to make sure that you're protecting yourself. And this is one way to do that. Any more questions? No, that's all that I have. All right. So I'm going to prepare that CMA, send it over to you. And let's get your offer in today because this, this neighborhood's pretty popular. So we want to get your offer in so they'll take a look at it. Absolutely. And I'm going to call the listing agent and see see where they're at as far as how many offers they have already. Okay? okay. When is the soonest we can see it? See what? The home. We've already seen it because you're making an offer. Right. I'm sorry. I just woke up. <laughs> All right. Hey, um, I, I, I really... Kevin, crack me up sometimes, man. Kevin! <laughs> Oh, and some people buy home sight unseen, though. So that's a possibility. Well, I have. I have. Yeah. And some people, if you're buying like investment property, they won't let you see it if there's a tenant in place until they accept your offer. So that's it's it's a viable, you know, scenario. That's true. But in this scenario, you did see it. So, <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> I want to, I, I want to, um, I want to share my screen with everybody. And if you're listening to this, you're not going to be able to see this. But uh, either way, I want to share my screen with you and show you everything here highlighted in yellow. And, and we'll get to it. I just wanted to make sure I didn't miss anything from the top. But everything highlighted in yellow shows everything that's contingent. <coughs> so from here on out throughout the rest of the document, look at everything in here. Now, I, I do want to add something to the script is there will be a time that we will remove contingencies. You know, once the appraisal comes back, 
once the loan approval comes back, you know, all these different types of things, you know, the inspection per the contract, you are going to have to release contingencies, but you do them as you go and as you're satisfied. So we don't just, we just don't want to go into the offer and say, I release everything because I really want this property. Next thing you know, like Emily said, you're going to be buying a property that is no good. Uh, it could be uh, way overpriced, you know, and and you might spend a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars over over asking, and it doesn't appraise for that amount of money, you know. So you're you're really operating in your client's best interest. So, but I just want to show you, and I only spelled it with the T I N G, not the E N C Y, because contingencies is written in many different ways, but it does pop up quite a bit. For example, all cash offer, you know, this agreement is not contingent on buyer uh, obtaining a loan. Um, contingencies here, contingency of this agreement, just it pops up a lot in the purchase agreement. Um, contingency and removal of contingencies. And and just, just so that you're aware, a lot of that verbiage, again, came from this contract for the purpose of knowing what you know what's in the contract and and how we can best serve our clients and a fiduciary as as a fiduciary so i mean look at this just this one page alone i mean there's probably 20 30 different places that contingency is listed here you know title condominiums you know removal and waiver contingencies so this is why it's important to read through all these different things. Anyways, I just I'm just going to scroll through the rest of it. There's more, even the Megan's Law. Uh-huh. You know, just it's a it's all there. So here's another page just loaded with contingencies, the time time periods, and that's where a good transaction coordinator TC will come into play because they will keep you in a line um, with all the important. Uh, dates and times and things like that. So we don't want to work with just any TC. You want to work with a TC who is going to actually help you um, stay on track and on time. Otherwise, you could potentially make a mistake as an agent too. So, you know, with a broker, with a TC and yourself, then you have all these measures in place to reduce as much risk as possible for yourself and for your clients. So as I keep on scrolling, there's some more I'm just going to keep, I'm just going to scroll quickly so that we can see them all. I believe that might be it. Oh, there's one more hazard. Yep. Anyways, it pops up a lot. I got a question. So when it comes to removing a contingency, do you have to like create an addendum? I mean, not an addendum, but an amendment to the contract or how does that work? Do you, do you update it in the MLS? Well, there's the CR form that it mentions in the contract. The CR form. Contingency removal form. Okay. Okay. Great. Yeah, there's there's documents for everything, you know, and if there's not a document for everything, then there's addendum for something. And, you know, bottom line is if your client is absolutely adamant about, I want to remove contingencies regardless of you what you say, then you get that in writing and you say, per my advice, I am in, you know, per, per our conversation, I'm, I'm advising you not to remove contingencies. However, it is your wish to, to do so. So sign here, basically, you know, uh-huh. 
And I would go to your broker at that point and say, what is the best way to word this so that I am covering myself and this is truly them making the decision all by themselves? You don't want to just say it yourself. You want to get a second opinion, maybe even a third opinion on how to properly phrase that. Because uh, at the end of the day, again, if something happens and they come back to you and say, you told me to do this. Well, no, I didn't. Like you signed off right here. And I, I had to advise you not to do that. That's it. Okay. Anything else to add uh, before we uh, wrap it up here? I don't think so. Cool. Hey, everybody. Here's just a really quick update regarding contingencies. California has updated some of their documents and they created a, uh, a brand new advisory form called the Non-Contingent Offer Advisory, also known as NCOA. You might want to check it for your state if you have one as well. Uh, essentially, what it does is notifies a buyer of the risk of making offers without contingencies. It's very, very cool. And I think it does a great job at clarifying exactly the pros and cons of making an offer without contingencies. All right, that's it. Talk to you guys soon. Bye. All right, so that's the script. I hope that you found it very useful. To download the script, just go ahead and head over to realestatescriptspodcast.com. There'll be a link there for you to download the script. This podcast is for the purpose of education only, and it does not make any guarantees. We suggest you seek out the help of your broker, coach, or mentor for specific situations. Brought to you by Darren Tunstall at Repros, California DRE number 0185345.